As an entrepreneur and business owner, it is important to understand your business's financial situation. I find that if you run your business the way you successfully run your home, your business will thrive. Hi, I'm Laura Street, founder and owner of Sunstone Debt Solutions. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter, where we relate business books to our home and business. This season, we are reading Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, are you ready for this week's chapter called Automate? The subtitle for this chapter is Subtract Yourself from the Equation. That sounds great to me. I'd love to have less tasks to do in a week. Last week's homework helped us see what we shouldn't be spending our time working on. This week, we're going to learn how to streamline our tasks. We have been working these last few weeks to determine what tasks we should focus on to become more productive in our home and business, and we are learning that our main focus should be on our desire zone tasks. But what about the work that is outside of our desire zone but still needs to get done? Little tasks like email and tidying up. We still need to get larger activities done, but can we automate them? Let's take a closer look. Michael Hyatt talks about removing ourselves from the job by adding automation. He uses four main methods. Number one, self-automation. Two, template automation. Three, process automation. And four, tech automation. Let's start with self-automation. Self-automations are things like routines, rituals, and habits. They are tasks that are on autopilot. Think about things like the routine for getting ready for bed, the order we clean ourselves when we take a shower, or even our drive to work. To take advantage of self-automations, we want to put as many tasks as possible into a set order habit, meaning we do things in the same order to create a habit or routine, also known as a ritual. Our ritual to start the workday could be something like stretching our body while the computer turns on, then doing a quick email scan to categorize their order of importance, then starting our favorite get going song to set the tone. By putting these activities on autopilot, we can quickly determine what emails to address in the morning and what can wait until a later time block. The stretch would notify our bodies that it is time to really focus on important tasks. And the music could be a set song that motivates our bodies to get into action and start working. Many people have these kinds of habits or rituals. Many musicians have rituals that they go through before going on stage. A surgeon might have a certain order of steps that they use when they wash their hands, and they might like to listen to a specific band depending on what kind of operation they're going to perform. Michael Hyatt also mentions athletes and their pregame rituals. These are examples of rituals that we would have for self-automation. Once we get into a habit of doing things in a certain order, we can speed up the process of whatever task we're trying to accomplish. Our muscle memory takes over and we just start doing instead of thinking about what to do next. Michael Hyatt recommends four foundational rituals, morning, evening, workday setup, and workday shutdown. For me, I have two morning rituals and two evening rituals. My first morning ritual starts when I wake up to make breakfast for myself and my son. First, I start my coffee. Then while I'm heating up my son's breakfast, I make his lunch for the day. While he's eating, I make my breakfast and scan through my personal email. We both read while we finish eating. 
He feeds the pets, and then we take care of teeth, face, and hair. Then we drive to school. My second morning routine starts as soon as I drop off my son at school. I listen to a podcast until I get home, change clothes, and get into my morning workout, either strength training or running. Next, I shower, do a little reading for this podcast if there's time, and then I move on to my workday startup ritual. You can see that I go through three different routines before I even start really working for the day. It might seem a little strange to be so rigid, but I get a lot done and I'm able to start my workday on time and ready to focus. When we don't need to think about what we need to get done and let the ritual or routine take over, we free up our minds to focus on more important matters. We're able to problem solve better because we aren't focusing on what needs to get done in order to start the day. We can add anything to routines and rituals. As long as an activity is helpful, easy to automate, and helps us work quickly without the need for extra focus, it is a good candidate to automate. The second automation that Michael Hyatt talks about is template automation. I love templates. We can use templates to answer routine emails, make crafts, plan parties, and make lists like shopping or packing lists. I use templates at work to remind me how to fill out certain general journals for accounting. Some of my clients prefer to have their payroll laid out in one large journal. Keeping track of all of the employees and taxes is most accurate when I use a template instead of creating a journal from memory. I have templates for this podcast, including scripts, show notes, and my weekly email that accompanies this podcast. The email contains copies of my homework from my home and business, the links for you to complete your homework, and any other reference that would be helpful to have. A template makes sure that I don't forget anything. By the way, you can receive those emails by registering at www.sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. For my home, I have shopping list templates for my pantry, freezer, and fridge inventory. I also have a template for thank you notes for my son to get him in the habit of writing his thank you cards for gifts. Once we figure out the wording for an email or a reply to a specific email request that we get often, we should make a template. It saves time. Pretty much anything that you do more than once should have a template. After you're done listening to this podcast, take a few minutes to think about what you do over and over that could easily take up less time and energy if you had a template set up to complete the task. You'll be happy to have them once they're completed. Number three on the automation list is process automation. Process automations are sets of instructions to complete a project or task. These are our standard operating procedures or SOPs for our business. We should also have them for some tasks in our home. Not only are they helpful for office tasks, they are very useful for home chores as well, especially because we are cutting jobs from our task filters. We need detailed instructions to make it easier to hand off the activities that don't live in our desire zones. Michael Hyatt has five steps to creating a process automation. Have you been noticing that he really likes numbered lists? Anyway, number one, notice. This is taking note of what we do. We want to pay attention to what we do that nobody else does or knows how to do. What would happen if we were on vacation? Would the task wait? Or can someone else do it? Number two, document. This is when we write down every single step. While we're doing this, think about trying to teach someone how to do something that they've never heard of. 
Perhaps an alien lands on Earth from another planet, and we need to teach them how to do laundry. They don't even know what clothes are, so we need to be very detailed with these steps. Number three, optimize. Now is the time to review the steps that we just wrote down and determine if we need to edit some of it. Do the steps make sense? Are they in the right order? Do we need one step to say pick up the clothes and one step to say put them in the washer? Or can that step be combined? We don't want our procedure to look too daunting because it's eight pages long. Nobody will want to take the task from us if it looks so miserable. So now we need to be reasonable and edit it into complete and concise steps. Number four is test. We've documented and optimized. Now we need to try it out. Follow the steps to make sure that everything is clear, in the right order, and achieves the desired result. If not, add what's missing and fix it. Then try again. We don't want to come this far to get so close to eliminating the task, only to have it come back to us because our instructions aren't clear enough. We need to take the time to create these instructions correctly. Number five, share. The final step in creating our process automation is to give the instructions to someone else and have them work through it. Encourage questions. We want to find the faults so that we can correct them. Once your automations are created, they should be ready to hand off. We will learn an efficient way to delegate next week when we cover the next chapter called, you guessed it, Delegate. Our final automation for this chapter is tech automation. If you heard the first episode stepping into focus, you'll know that I am not a strong tech person, but Michael Hyatt provides some tech examples that even I can understand. He talks about four different kinds of tech automation that he uses. They are email filtering software, macro processing software, text expansion software, and screencast utilities. Let's start with email filtering software. In my home and business, I use both Gmail and Outlook for email. Both providers have pretty good filtering options that automatically send unsolicited mail and ads to the junk folder. But I also like to set up other folders to sort my email upon arrival. For instance, messages sent from business leaders that I follow, like Michael Hyatt, Mike Michalowicz, and Amy Porterfield, go in the Skills and Knowledge folder. Messages sent from crafting blogs and ads for Michaels and Cricket go into my crafting folder. All of my clients have their own folder so I can see as soon as I receive a message from them by the number appearing next to their folder. Outlook and Gmail both have filtering rules that you can set up to look for almost anything in email, but I filter mine according to who sends them. Once you set up one or two, you'll love doing it as much as I do. This structure helps me with time blocking. I know what I'm going to be working on based on my calendar. Instead of going through all my emails at once, I can read and respond, if necessary, when I'm working on certain projects for a client or when I'm learning a new skill for my business. The next tech automation is macro processing software. What the heck is that? Well, it's a lot of words to say keyboard shortcuts. Basically, it's creating shortcuts that do multiple actions by pressing a couple of keys on your keyboard. We're probably most familiar with Control-C or Command-C to copy text from a document or spreadsheet. But we can do a lot more than those basic options. We can use the keyboard to open our mail app or other apps. We can add often used formulas to spreadsheet cell, or we can insert the date or even phrases into paragraphs. 
The sky's the limit once we know what action we're trying to shorten. Michael Hyatt says that he uses a tool called Keyboard Maestro for his Mac. For PCs, Excel and Word also have macro building capabilities built right in. You can record some pretty long routines in them. We move next to text expansion software. This is similar to keyboard shortcuts, except instead of holding multiple keys down at once, you type a few characters and the computer translates them into a couple of sentences or an often used phrase or response. I used to have one of these shortcuts on my phone. To settle some anxiety, I used to have my husband text me whenever he was on his way home from work. He would send me his text and I would type DS into my phone. Those two letters triggered a reply of thank you, drive safely with a heart emoji. It was much faster than typing out all four of those words each time. We can set up the same kind of shortcuts on our computer. At the time of his writing of this book, Michael Hyatt used the text expansion app called Text Expander. It can be used on both Macs and PCs. The final tech automation for this chapter is screencast utilities. This kind of tool records what's happening on our computer screen as we do the action. We can use the recordings for trainings like digital courses that we sell, or for lessons to teach our staff to use a certain kind of software in our business. We can also combine them with, or in place of process automations, to show someone how to do something on our computer, or to complete an office task for us. Michael Hyatt mentions the apps ScreenFlow and Camtasia. I don't have experience using any of the apps that Michael Hyatt talks about in this chapter, and I'm not endorsing any of them, but they are easy to find online, and I recommend looking further into these options to lighten the load and speed up processes. If you prefer to use a familiar and free method instead of downloading a new app, you can also record yourself doing this in Zoom. First, start a meeting, but don't invite anyone. Then share your screen. And finally, record the meeting. You can edit the video that you created by using iMovie for Apple products or Windows Video Editor on PCs. Michael Hyatt says, quote, Automating your life will make things easier, free up your creativity, and give you greater focus on the higher leverage activities that you need to accomplish and generally make you more productive every day. And isn't that why we're putting in this work? We want to be more productive in our business to free up more time to do what we want outside of work and in our home so that we are able to enjoy our lives more. Okay, let's talk about homework for this week. We are going to work on streamlining our tasks. To do this, we will need the daily rituals worksheet and workflow optimizers that we will get from Michael Hyatt and our task filter worksheets that we created a couple of weeks ago. We're going to design rituals to make tasks more self-automated. Then we're going to use our task filter worksheets to decide what else can be automated. Like we've done before, we will do these activities for both home and business. The link to the daily rituals worksheet and the workflow optimizer is in the show notes for this episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter. You will find those notes by heading to sunstonedebtsolutions.com and click on the podcast tab. The notes for this episode are found in Chapter 5, Automate. The easiest way for you to get these templates, along with the other resources that I mentioned and my completed daily rituals and workflow optimizers, is by subscribing to the weekly emails at www.sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. When you subscribe, you are adding the automation of me sending the homework link and information directly to you.
This will save you time because everything will automatically get delivered directly to your inbox instead of you needing to go retrieve it. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to join us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to show your support. Also, please share this podcast, Home and Business, chapter by chapter with anyone that you think would like it. See you next week. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs>